Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Man, it feels good to be saying that again. I am so sorry to everyone for having to take a season off. It was not my intention last season to not upload anything. I think I uploaded maybe a couple of episodes at the beginning, but there were some big life changes uh, for me and for my family. Uh, We recently celebrated, and I say recently, it's been eight months now, but we celebrated the birth of our daughter. um, And there was also a shift in my job description and the things that I was doing at East Hill. Um, And so there were some big major life changes right at the time of me needing to record and upload last season's episodes. And so that is why um, there was nothing there for about uh, for for about half a year. So I apologize for that. Um, but this season, my plan is to get back on track. I'm so excited to be back in the podcast scene, back in studio here, and to be able to record this particular podcast. I am so excited for the Scattered Abroad Network for what it is able to do. I hope that um, you are going to be able to make it to Polishing the Pulpit this year. Again, those dates are August the uh, 18th to the 25th, and we are going to have a booth set up there in the exhibit hall. So please come by if you are at Polishing the Pulpit, check us out. Also, if you're there Thursday for the pre conference, we are going to be recording a live episode in the food court. Um, and that will be on Thursday morning at 10 a.m. So if you can be there for that, please join us for that. Also, um, throughout the week, we're going to be recording several different episodes of, for several different podcasts um, at our booth in the exhibit hall. So again, if you are there, you want to come by and stop by and see uh, kind of how we do things, then please take a moment to do that. And we are uh, excited to be able to do those things. God has certainly blessed us greatly, and we look forward to meeting many of you, um, perhaps uh, those who we have not yet been able to meet <clears throat> Uh, at this point uh, in our lives. However, I do want to give you a little bit of an update to me and kind of some of the things that are going on. I feel like it's been so long since I've talked to y'all. So I'm excited to again, be back in the podcast scene. But a little bit of an update, um, from the time that you are listening to this, I will be moving in a couple of months. So end of September, beginning of October, we're going to be relocating to the Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas area. We're going to be moving to the area of Roanoke, and we are going to be working with the Roanoke Church of Christ. I'm going to be one of the ministers there, uh, sharing a co-minister role uh, with my father-in-law, Joey Davis. And perhaps you have heard Joey on uh, Chase Green's podcast that comes out um, every Monday, the Everyday Christian podcast. So hopefully you can go tune in to those episodes over there. Uh, but I'm excited to be getting uh, a new work there. And certainly we love the people at East Hill. We love uh, the town of Pulaski. We love the eldership here. Um, We love the members here. Uh, But this is a great opportunity for us and for our family to be moving to that area, to be close to my wife's family. And especially with, uh, with, with Hadley, our daughter, um, and so many other things going on, this is just going to be a good transition and a good change for us. So enough about me. Uh, I'm excited to dive back into the podcast scene. Now, last season we did, well, I had planned to do an entire season on Christian living. What is Christian living? What does it look like to live and to be a Christian? And that, this was all taken from the book of Second Peter, specifically chapter 1. And so my plan is to do that particular uh, series of episodes here for this particular season. So the first few episodes are going to sound somewhat similar to last season's episodes at the beginning because it is the same material. However, it will be different uh, just because that's how preaching works. Whenever you preach the same outline, it always comes out a little bit different. Uh, So that's my goal 
for all of us uh, here at the Transform Podcast going forward. Again, I'm grateful and I'm excited to dive into our study. What is Christian living? You know, you and I, and we think about it, we are called to live different lives, aren't we? When, when you look at someone who lives a Christian life and who is different from the world, there should be a stark contrast between a Christian and between someone who lives in the world. Someone should be able to go up to you and say, I can tell that you are a New Testament Christian. I can tell you abide by the word of God simply because of the way that you live your life. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, the Bible tells us not to conform, but to do what? But to transform. That is the whole basis of this particular podcast, that you and I are to transform our lives. We're to transform the way that we live so that we can make that impact and be uh, show that big difference between us and the way that the world sees us. What about passages like 1 Peter chapter 2, beginning in verse 9, where Peter says, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. What a blessing that is to know that we are special people, that God has chosen Christians to be his special people. But the only way that we can be that, the only way that we can have that relationship with God is by being individuals who have been called out of darkness, the world, into his marvelous light, talking about Christianity, talking about the faith, talking about the Lord's church. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 13 tells us that we are simply pilgrims. We're simply strangers walking our way through this world. We don't belong here. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through as we so often sing. But how? How do we live in a world where we don't belong? How do we make an impact in a world where we don't belong? I want to go to 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1, and this is where, again, like I said at the beginning of this, this is where all of our lessons are going to be coming from for this particular season. And when I look at 2 Peter chapter 1, um, I want to introduce a little bit of groundwork, a little bit of a foundation for us as we begin. And we're going to split this uh, this introduction up into a couple of different areas for us um, today and over the course of the next couple of weeks. I want to begin before we even look at the groundwork, before we even look at the foundation. I want to read this particular passage that I think will help under us understand exactly everything that's going on. Second Peter chapter 1, beginning in verse 5. The Bible tells us, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, to brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and your election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, for so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Each week, as we go into this study, we're going to talk about a different Christian, quote-unquote, grace, a characteristic of a Christian. Things that you and I need to be adding into our lives, things that we need to be improving on when it comes to the way that we live our lives for Jesus Christ. And once we've done that, I want to conclude by asking a couple guests that I want to have on here at the end of the season about how Christian living affects you and I today as New Testament 
Christians. I want to begin by talking about this idea of building blocks. Before we dive into any of these particular graces and Christian characteristics, those will come in a couple of weeks, but I want to talk about this first, building blocks. There's a couple of things I want to notice when it comes to looking at this particular passage. And I think the first thing that we have to notice is that all of this is just simply a process. It's all a process. In fact, when I think about, uh, I go back to First Peter chapter 2, beginning of verse 2, the Bible tells us, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. I think one thing that we have to do when we look at a study like this is that we have to be realistic. We have to be realistic with ourselves. We have to be fair to ourselves when it comes to our Christian growth. You and I understand that when it comes to our lives, we must be doing all that we can to improve ourselves, to better ourselves, to grow as Christians and as individuals who are growing in these characteristics, who are growing in our study and in our knowledge of what God would have you and I to do. But that's the thing about growth. It takes time, doesn't it? It takes time for you and I to be where we need to be. Peter tells us that as that when we first start out, we're simply newborn babes. We're doing all that we can to, to desire that milk of the word. But eventually, Peter would go on to tell us that you need to get off of the milk and get onto the meat. At some point, there is that growth that has to happen. But understand, it takes time. It's just simply a process. The second thing I want you to think about is this. The fact that each one of these characteristics, each one of these quote-unquote Christian graces— builds upon one another. You simply cannot have one of these if you don't have the others. I suppose that you could have this characteristic or that characteristic and forget all of the others, but if you do that, then you're not pleasing to Almighty God, and I think we know that. We understand that when we look at these Christian graces, they all complement each other, don't they? They all make us who we need to be and the best that we need to be But the way that we're going to be the best that we can be is by having every single one of these in our lives and by perfecting each of these things in our lives. That doesn't mean we're going to be perfect. We know that we're not. Romans 3 verse 23 tells us that all have sinned. We can't be perfect, but we do know that we can be faithful. We do know that we can be doing all that we can to be pleasing and obedient to God in this life. Here's the next thing. I want you to think about this. As we go through this process, 1 John chapter 5 and verse 14 We need to pray to God for help. We need to understand that prayer is one of the greatest blessings that God has ever given his creation. Prayer is underused. Prayer is underutilized. It is a direct line from you and I to our creator. So ask him to help us. Go to him in confidence. 1 John 5 and verse 14, this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything, notice this, according to his will, he hears us. You and I know that we can't just go to God and say, God, please give me a million bucks. I have confidence that you're going to answer that prayer for me. Well, he, God's going to answer it, but it's not going to be the answer that you want. See, that's not how prayer works. You can't just go to God whenever there's some futile need or quote-unquote want that you have in your life. We go to God to thank him for the blessings. We go to God when we are in times of need and times of desperation. We go to God with thanksgiving, with reverence, and with respect, not just flippantly asking him to fulfill our earthly and worldly wants in this life. The next thing and the last thing that I want you to think about as we begin the study is this. We have to look to our brothers and sisters for encouragement. I want you to think about the people that you are closest to in this life. Friends, family, 
coworkers, teammates, classmates, whoever it might be. It's so important for you and I, when we look at our lives, that we make sure that we have close friends within the Lord's church, that we have close relationships, tight-knit, strong relationships within the Lord's body. Hebrews 10 verse 24 tells us to let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. We must be about building up and strengthening relationships within our church family. You and I must squash any kind of negativity, any kind of division, any kind of strife that you and I may have in this life. I want you to understand how important it is for us to look to our brothers and sisters, to look for, to them for that encouragement, but to also, out, we ourselves, be a source of encouragement to them. I'm so excited that we get to study this passage of Second Peter chapter 2 because there is so much good for us to, to understand within this entire passage. I want to go to our background, and this is going to be the last section. And I know these episodes seem to go pretty quick, but we make them quick. So hopefully you will not um, maybe lose your attention span and you will be hungering for more so you can come back next week. But I want to quickly go through a couple of things as it comes to our background. You want to understand that when we look at the background of this particular book, that it was Peter who was the one who was the one who was authoring this book. Obviously, we know through inspiration of the Holy Spirit, 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Now, we know that his name was originally Simon. That's John chapter 1, verse 42. We understand that his home was in Capernaum, Mark chapter 1, verse 29. We also understand that within his occupation, he was a fisherman. We read about that in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 18. Now, here's the interesting thing. When you think about this particular passage, we understand that Andrew was also with him. Now, Andrew is an interesting study, and obviously we're not going to study him because we have other things that we need to get to. However, he would be an interesting study, and I say that he would be an interesting study because his name is only mentioned twice, and yet of those occasions that his name is mentioned, every single time he is recorded about bringing someone else to Jesus Christ. When we think about apostles, I know Andrew is not the first name that comes to our mind. We think about Peter. We think about John. We think about Paul, don't we? Those were the individuals whose names were at the forefront and whose names we know and remember. But see, none of that really matters about names and popularity. If you and I should want to be like these apostles, certainly we should look at Andrew as an example. That if anybody were to ever know anything about us, that it would be about us bringing someone else to know our Lord and Savior. We know that he was married. Matthew chapter 8, verses 14 and 15 talks about Jesus coming and healing his mother-in-law. So we understand that he has to have a wife in order to have a mother-in-law. Thus, we know that also disqualifies him from being the first pope, as Roman Catholics claim. We also know that he was a excuse me, he was an elder. We read about that in Titus chapter one and verse five, and also First Peter chapter one, or excuse me, First Peter chapter five and verse one. Now, specifically, we look at our text. I want to talk about a little bit about who he was. How does Peter describe himself as he be, as we begin here? Well, he talks about first being a bond servant and an apostle, and I point this out because. It is so important that everyone knew, at least in Peter's mind, that he was someone who was a servant. He knew what it meant to serve because he himself saw Jesus serving. He saw firsthand Jesus serving other people. Jesus, the Son of God, 
Jesus' deity, John 1, 1 through 3 and verse 14, coming to this earth and taking on flesh, Philippians 2, 5 through 8, and yet stooping on his knees and washing the feet of his disciples. That was one of the last things that Jesus did while he was here on this earth, and he made sure to teach his apostles a lesson in service. You see, so many people want names and titles up by their name, right? They want CEO, PhD, doctorate, all of these things. And and those things are great. If you work hard for those things and that's what you want, by all means, go for it. And I wish you well and the best in your endeavors. But what about the title servant? You see, wearing the title servant is the greatest title that anyone could ever wear and that anyone could ever be called. Jesus, in fact, himself was a servant. Mark chapter 10, verse 45, the Bible tells us that the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Some say, however, when we think about the idea of apostles, as Peter calls himself, that there are apostles today. Now, why is that false? Well, we understand the only individuals who can be apostles are those who are talked about in Acts chapter 1. There are specific qualifications that must be met in order for someone to be an apostle. I want to begin reading here in Acts chapter 1, beginning of verse 21. The Bible tells us, Therefore of of these men who have accompanied us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John to that day when he was taken up from us, one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. And they proposed two, Joseph called Barsabbas, uh, who was surnamed Justice, and then also Matthias. And they prayed and said, You, O Lord, who know the hearts of all, show which of these two you have chosen to take part in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell, that he might go to his own place. And they cast their lots. The lots fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles. There are certain and specific qualifications in order for someone to be an apostle. Number one, they had to be with Jesus during his earthly ministry. Number two, they had to be an eyewitness to Jesus' resurrection. Number three, they had to be appointed by Jesus Christ himself. Can anyone fulfill any of those qualifications? Absolutely not. No one can because that was some 2,000 years ago. Nobody here was alive back then. So we understand that not everyone could be an apostle. It was only a reserved role for individuals back then who met the qualifications in that particular day and time. Peter was one of the privileged few who was able to do that, and no doubt he took that responsibility serious. Now, let me ask you this. To whom is Peter writing this particular letter? Who is Peter writing this book to? Well, it's important to know that he is talking to Christians. He's talking to Christians generally, and it's important because he's talking both to who? Two specific groups of people, to Jew and also to Gentile. Well, what's the big deal? Well, we know that Jews hated one another. Why is this such a big deal? Well, obviously we know that no one should hate anyone. There should be love among all people. But the Jews understood that they were God's chosen people, and yet the gospel had been opened up to all men. Well, the Jews didn't like that. And so you know in Acts chapter 13, beginning in verse 44, the Bible tells us that on the, on the Sabbath day, the whole city came together to hear the word of God, verse 45. But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy and contradicting and blaspheming. They opposed the things spoken by Paul. They were so upset. They were so mad that they began to block out the words of the Apostle Paul, someone that they loved and endeared, someone that they knew taught the truth. They saw the multitudes, including Gentiles, and they said, no, no more. We're not having this at all. 
But what did they fail to understand? They failed to know Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, where Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone, to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also for the Greek. We know this is written in 65 AD, around that time period, and it's significant. Why? Because of what happened in 64 AD. Well, 64 AD, one year before, was the burning of the city of Rome. Well, Nero blamed the burning of that city of Rome on New Testament Christians. So it heightened their persecution. They were completely mistreated. They were completely treated horribly, and yet they had to persevere. And so that's why Peter writes this letter in this particular time frame. That's why it's important to note that because of the difficulties that these individuals were facing. Now, we're going to dive back into this particular passage next Tuesday. So I hope that you join us. I know we're having to cut it off here and perhaps you were wanting to continue to go on. I know we will continue to go on. Just bear with me and join with me next Tuesday as we begin by looking there at verse three, or excuse me, verse two and verse three as we continue on. I'm so excited for this particular study. I hope that you are as well. I'm looking forward to diving into this study. I hope and pray God's richest blessings on you. I'm looking forward to studying with you next week. And until then, may God bless you. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, And please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.